Rob, we're recording. How about that? I mean, we're we're sitting here, and through the magic of science, if it is science, I'm recording uh, for my second hour today. So it's it's good to talk to you. It's been a while since uh, you were, you very very kindly gave me an extra week to get my wits about me because I was in the throes of the busiest time of the Max Stories year, which almost killed me, but didn't because I'm here and I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Last week, before we were about to record, you know, a couple of days before, I sort of looked at Mac stories, and I'm thinking, you know, the iOS reviews out. I know you, I knew you were doing the the Mac OS review, right. and I'm thinking, you know, it's it's you're going to have you know round up in articles of which you did, you know, of new apps that have been updated and all sorts of things. I thought maybe I should just you know message John and just say, sure you want to <laughs> you want to leave it a week? Maybe we will record next week. Yeah, because um, I figured you'd be pretty busy. I ended up doing back to back seventy five ish hour weeks, um, which which are easier when you work seven days a week, but the, even that is still close to eleven hours a day. So, yes, yeah, that's that's a lot. I've never worked that no, much. No, it's I don't recommend it, Rob. I don't recommend it at all. I'm going to find a way to make that not happen next year. But there's there's this unique thing that happens, which is all the stars align. And I, I kind of wish that the Club Mac stories hadn't been founded right at the same time that iOS comes out. But it is. And so we do that. We do special stuff for our club members. And then we also have the iOS review. And the hardest thing for me is that we get past all that. And then, you know, the only person with still one big thing to do is me because Mac OS, at least the last couple of years, has always been like a week or two later. And so everybody else was like, oh, I can finally relax. And I was like, oh, I got to just get started. <laughs> so, uh, but it, that's that's behind me now too. So I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I slept like 10 hours last night. Yeah, I didn't blame you. Well, you know, the review's up. It um, is. I had to read through it and... You know, I get. If, I, I'm guessing a lot of people are probably like me that they've completely forgotten what was supposed to be in the in you know in the new version of macOS. Um, so you know, your reviews are a pretty solid place to, you know, just go through and see what's there. And you know, you've got a bunch of screenshots in there and descriptions of all the new features and stuff, which is nice. Well, it's so it's uh, funny because last year I thought you know last year was like a nothing update kind of for High Sierra. There really wasn't that much to talk about. And I kind of thought mm. this was going to be like, well, we got this new dark mode thing, and that's like a skin and. There's really nothing else, but there are actually some pretty nice things, you know, between quick actions and the finder, some of the screenshotting tools, uh, the markup you can do with quick look, uh, the new gallery view and finder. There, you know, it's it's kind of meat and potatoes, findery, you know, dealing with files all day long sort of things that you could do in previous versions of macOS in other ways, but... I think are a little better and and um, and are surfaced a little better for users, so that it's like uh, easier to get things done. I'll, Stacks is another one that I really, I actually really like Stacks because it's one of those things where it's like I never thought you would see the day where Apple acknowledged that people put files on their desktop because it's messy. Yeah, right. It's, it's messy. There's a bit strange, but but people do it. <laughs> Most people do it, I think. And with Stacks, you know, you just hit. A button, com- you know, hit the combination, and it it piles everything up in neat little stacks based on you know like uh, file type or date modified or tags. There's a whole bunch of different things you can do it by, but it's and I'm not I'm kind of a clean desktop person, but I do 
during the course of the week for things that are in process, I will leave stuff on there. So there's maybe a dozen or two files on there sometimes. And having the ability to stack them up neat and tidy and according to a certain ordering system is just, it's a nice thing to have. And I, I think for especially if you're one of those people who has like so many icons on their home, on their desktop that they're on top of each other already, that this is a way better way to live your life than, than with that kind of clutter. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think like you, I only sort of, it's like a holding area. Right. You know, I, I don't really, things don't permanently live there, but, you know, I'll take a screenshot, maybe I'll edit that screenshot, you know, I'll grab a PDF or something. You know, I'll, I'll dump stuff on there, but it generally will get cleared out every couple of days. Right. Um, and, you know, the thing... You know, but yeah, if it got too big, stacks would probably be useful to me. The thing that, to me, too, that made the desktop more of a dumping ground is the synchronization of the desktop along with the documents folder through iCloud Drive because it, it, right. it can be just a handy way for me when I've got some image or something I create on my Mac to have it on my phone. And and so that's that's one place to leave it. I could throw it in documents, but I like just dropping it on the desktop because I don't keep a lot of files there. So when I drill down into the Files app on iOS, I very quickly find what I'm looking for and then can do something with it on iOS. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's how people work. A lot of people work and it's, I think it's kind of good that Apple's acknowledged that that's how they work because, you know, it's otherwise you're, you're coding to an ideal rather than a practical reality. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, the software I'm really excited about is the uh, watchOS 5 on my shiny new Series 4. Yeah, so, uh, okay. Which watch did you get? I got the... the Is it Space Gray? Is it called Space Gray or Black? It's called Space Gray. I don't know Space which. Gray, yeah. The Space Gray, the, the cheap one, you know, the, the aluminum yeah, yeah. one, 44 mil. All right. Um, with the the black Sport Loop. That's exactly uh, the one. I, that's I exactly... really don't like the Sport Loop. Oh, you don't. This is that's exactly the model I got, and and you know what? I think that the strap options that come with the watch are not the best usually. Um, I'm not a big big fan of the Sport Loop, but I kind of first of all, I think the black one looks pretty good with the space gray case, uh, and I like that you can kind of adjust it to it exactly the tightness that you that you that you like. What what don't you like about it? Yeah, I, well, I guess, I mean, the one thing I've been, only ever used the, the sport bands, right. you know, for the last three years or whatever. Um, and what Joe Steele pointed out to me was, when I was complaining about this, was, and I hadn't really thought about this, but for a lot of people, the sport bands don't fit perfectly. You know, I'm quite lucky that one of the holes in the sport band is the perfect fit for me. But I could, you know, I can imagine... Yeah, it's... It- if you're in the middle of one of those, then you know maybe the sport band is slightly better. Uh, sorry, the sport loop, loop yeah. um, it, it is a slightly better option. Um, and to be honest, I don't like the feel of it. I maybe there's something wrong with me because I've had people describe it as like wearing a cloud to me. And well, it's not. It's like, not. I feel it's, like it's, maybe it's, I'm the one that's a bit nuts. Yeah, it's not. It's not that. It's like wearing a nylon strap. It is. It is what it is. I mean, it's it's just a Velcro loop. But but because you sure. but because it's a loop, you can you know you can make it kind of the snugness that you want, whether that's tight or loose or whatever. Whereas yeah, you can fall in between those sport band notches. Um, I I like this. I think I like the sport bands the best personally. 
I've ever only ever tried the sport loops and the sport bands, so I haven't tried any others. But uh, yeah, I like the I like the rubbery plastic ones, I guess, the best. Yeah, I, I actually today got the uh, the product wet red one uh, in the post. Oh, I've got that one. It's um, a nice managed, one, isn't it? Yeah, I managed to get a really good price actually. But I think because that one specifically is sort of a constant; it's been around for a while. Um, I managed to find a seller on eBay that was selling them brand new for twenty two pounds. Oh wow! Which is sort of just under half price. Yeah. Um, you know, they're fifty pound in the UK, and I got got it for twenty two, and I got got a pink one for Jess because um, she wanted a new band. I have a, I have um, a pink sport loop that I wore to Mike Hurley's wedding because it matched my tie. Because I'm that I'm I'm that fashionable. Yeah, do you know what? As much as I'm not particularly enamored with the the sport loop, the pink one does look very it nice. Pretty nice. Uh, that's the only other sport. That, well, let's see. I th- I've got that sport loop, and then I've got the one that's kind of like a an off white color that came with I think my series three. But beyond that, it's all sports bands. And I love the the product red one, that one, and I have one that's like almost kind of a royal blue color. Those are the two that I wear the most. Yeah, up and, up until this point, I pretty much I have a green one, um, which I think is like the original lime green color that they did. Uh-huh. Um, and I also have a, I think it's it's an orangey color. It might be nectarine. It could be tangerine. There's a bunch of different oranges that they've done. I have the uh, I have I, the original. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah, I have the original orange, which is a very much a bright orange, which I'll have to break out for Halloween. But yeah, that's another. That's a good one. But I haven't worn that in a while. We are very fashionable. We're talking about sports bands and things. What do you like about the watch? Because you went from a Series 0 to a Series 4, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. So that, that, that's yeah. a huge um, <laughs> Yeah, that it, it's... I didn't realize how accustomed I'd got to the fact that apps just won't work properly <laughs> yes. or won't open. Um, I mean, the biggest one is like activity because I, I generally don't want to have one of the big complications or, you know, the big activity faces. I... I I'm not that invested in the activity ring. So I generally like to have just a little complication with the rings. And I, you know, I want to tap into it sometimes to see, you know, exactly how many calories I've done or exercise or whatever it is. Now with my series zero, I kind of knew that this was, I'll tap it and I will just carry on walking for a few minutes while, <laughs> while, while it loads, boots up. Yeah. Um, and the other one I've noticed is with the now playing. Also, you know, we knew, you start a podcast or you start music, right. the the now playing app opens. Um, I didn't realize it was possible for it to open this quick because my old watch, you know, my Series Zero, I would press play on the podcast or whatever. And if I went to pause it on my watch, like the app hadn't even finished loading. Like it was just kind of hanging there waiting for me to do something. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think like just the speed of it is the biggest thing because I just, I just got so used to the Series 0 and I didn't update last year because I thought, oh, you know, maybe I'll wait out another year. And to be honest, I'm really glad I did. Yeah, it, it is a big step forward. And someone, I think it was on ATP they were talking about this, described it as the same sort of thing for the people who have the MacBook, the 12-inch MacBook, that you, when when you own that computer as much as you like it, you upgrade it as soon as you possibly can because it's just it's just not the fastest thing in the world. And the Apple Watch is a little bit like that. Um, yeah, I've been really happy with it. I like Overcast has been really cool because, I mean, you have to be patient with it. It only downloads podcasts over, um, over Wi-Fi at home. 
and usually I think when it's charging, but if you just like install that app and leave it alone, it'll take your the ones and the ones that you listen. I'm not sure exactly how it does it. If it's the ones you most listen to the most, or if it's your most listened to playlist and it's the top however many of them. But it does a great job of just kind of downloading those and then syncing them back. So I've been using I've used Overcast a couple of times just going out for a run or something in the neighborhood and taking only my watch and my Beats X, uh, which are my current wireless headphones, because, you know, RIP my my AirPods that went through the laundry. Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't good. But, uh, <laughs> thanks to AirPower, I still don't have new AirPods, I think. I, it's like, no. <laughs> I really want new AirPods, <laughs> but I feel like I'm at this point, I'm so invested in not owning AirPods that I can't own AirPods until new ones come out. Yeah, definitely not. Um, I mean, yeah, with the Overcast thing, like, it's... I mean, I've never at, never been able to use the Overcast Now Playing app because it, it couldn't do volume previously, right. and, you know, it was just kind of slow and a bit janky, and, you know, through no fault of, of Marco, you know, you know, developing it, I think, it you know, it was just a limitation of the, of, of the watch OS. Yeah. Um, but, you know, now... The new one works really well. It's fast on this watch, you know, which is something that only I'm surprised about. You know, people with a Series Three are going, "Well, yeah, of course, of course, the watch is fast. Like you had it for three years." But <laughs> you know, um. <laughs> no, I, you know, Marco. I think um, Marco described it really well. Was that the, the the best feature of the Overcast watch app before was uninstalling it, because it, that was the thing is that if you you know. It, before you were kind of better off if you took it off the watch and you just used the now playing thing because you had control of the volume and that sort of that sort of thing and it didn't do much beyond that anyway so it was better just not to install the watch app at all but now it, it is worth I think having the the watch app installed yeah the, one of the things that's bugged me um and I'm, I'm using the face I'm using is the crazy one that got leaked you know the one that you can have like eight complications oh on. yeah the round one yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. Um, it's a lot of information, but you it know, is. I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with it, and I quite. What's like on it. yours at the moment of all those eight things? Uh, so I have. Uh, so top left corner is calendar. Okay. Uh, reminders on the other corner, um, and then activity and overcast on the two bottom corners. Okay. Um, the overcast is in the latest beta that's being submitted to the app store today. So. If people are going, well, I can't put Overcast on that watch face, you'll be able to in a couple of days. (laughs) (laughs) I've got it on one of the watch faces, not the round one, though, yes. Mm. Um, And then I have the the new uh, temperature, high-low thing. Yep. Um, The date, the solar system, which just fills up the last slot. Uh, And then I have the digital time in the top slot, because to be honest, I think I've forgotten how to tell the time on a normal clock properly. Yeah, that's the thing with the round one. I, I've been using the modular infograph one most of the time so far, but I haven't really settled on which complications I'm going to use because on that one, there's some commonality between them, but I've got carrot right in the, the big one in the middle, and then I've got uh, drafts in the upper left-hand corner, and then along the bottom, I've got overcast recaf, which is a caffeine tracking app that I'm testing and workout but the round one the round one i in the middle i put the rome and london times for obvious reasons um sure which is okay except in a way i wish they were digital too because it's almost more confusing to see what 
<laughs> what time it is with dial hands in in London and Rome when I've got also that on the the round face too. But it's it's an awful lot of round clocks to to deal with at one time. But I also have the weather. I have a timer one, uh, and then workout and activity on that too. And drafts, drafts I like a lot. I've been using drafts on the watch quite a bit because it'll, you know, you can do the dictation thing and then it'll sync over to your your phone and I. I have it automatically tag it with watch as a tag so they can go in. You know, if I'm out without my phone, I can go back in and just look at the notes that I took while I was out. And usually they're pretty accurate. Sometimes they're a little harder to decipher. But, you know, I'll have those notes and then I can transfer them to wherever they need need to go later. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, I've I've heard you know, good things about drafts. Um, but back to what I was originally going to say, I think we got off on a bit of a tangent. We did. The thing that's annoying, the thing that's annoying me is one, Apple haven't transferred all of their old complications from the original watches to the new faces. Yeah. Um, that's true. So things like, you know, messages, mail, there's, there's a bunch of other ones. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily use them, but it would be nice to have the option. Um, and I only really noticed this because, Overcast had has a complication if you use one of the old faces. Right. Um, complications a bit of a stretch, but it's like a quick launcher for the app essentially. Right. Um, but on the new faces, until this latest update, you know, goes through the app store or whatever, there was no way to do it. And you know, you've got things like, oh, you know what? What if I don't want the high low of the temperature? What if I just want the current temperature? Well, you you kind of can't have that, even though there's a complication in the system for it it's designed only for the older faces and it seems like there's a lot of um just a lot of fragmentation between all these different watch faces and i kind of hope like apple sort of sort that out because it would be nice to have a lot more choice as to what we do have yeah that became a much bigger problem with i think it was a series three because you know you have things like the uh the siri watch face and there's only certain things you can have on some of those watch faces. And so I ended up finding myself picking watch faces by what is available, whether it's, you know, the Siri watch face with the Siri type of integrations, or it's like you said, some of the older complications only work with the older faces or the new complications work with the new face. I mean, you can't, you don't necessarily get to have the watch face that you want because it's not the one that has the complication that you want. It's very hard to kind of match those things up with your personal taste. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, you know, hopefully I, I would like to think that Apple will at least rectify this to a certain extent, you know, with, with the old complications. And, you know, if you've got a third-party app that had complications before but doesn't have it for the new ones, you know, I guess just wait a few months and, I'm you know, I'm sure they'll all be sorted. Yeah, I, I kind of like this Vapor one. I've been using that once in a while. It's just fun to watch the... Uh, did, did you see the video about how they made these watch faces for like fire and vapor and liquid metal? They, these are these are not like CG effects. These are all like actually filmed uh, effects that were done in a studio somehow. Yeah, that is a very, very cool video. And actually, I don't think I would have realized... Um, that it that it was videos unless i had seen it right you know i i I just assumed it was you know some kind of visual effect that they'd done and you know somebody sat there in a on a computer and just sort of made it look perfect but um but sort of seeing the video actually gives me a lot more 
appreciation for what it is because it it, it kind of it just looks really cool. yeah it makes it feel more real i mean because those fl- those are real flames on your watch <laughs> exactly yeah i mean and, you know how are flames on a watch not cool <laughs> yes uh you know what this flames reminds me of a story rob I once had someone say to me, you know what, you know, usually the, the, the expression is you don't want to add fuel to the fire. And once someone told me they didn't want to add flames to the fire. And I thought, well, that would be a bad thing because <laughs> that would make it fl- that would make it flamier. And uh, and of course, I couldn't help myself but actually say that. Um, well, yeah, I mean, the last <laughs> thing you need is a, a, a flamier fire. Yeah, it's never good. It's never good. <laughs> All right. So what else do we got today? Where You got any game news for me? Oh yes, I finished Spider-Man. Oh, you did, hundred percent. F- wow, hundred uh, percent. Well, so I've unlocked everything, and I did everything I needed to do. I haven't got the last achievement yet, uh, or the the last trophy, I guess, it's on PS4, um, okay. because I need to do a couple more challenges to get some more coins to buy the last suit. Um, but essentially, yeah, I've done everything in the game now. Uh, that's cool. I mean, are you going to do the DLC when it comes out? Uh, yeah, because I think I get the DLC with the collector's edition. Oh that I yeah, yeah. So I got code for yeah, that. Um, so I'll be, you know, I'll be grabbing those straight away. But yeah, I this game. I mean, I think the actual story is not that is not particularly long. You know, I think if you just did the story, you'd be looking at maybe fifteen, twenty hours or something. But all the other side quests, you know, I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. Um, you know, but there's just stuff like chasing pigeons around is so much fun in this game. Um. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff you can do. But what what would you say? I mean, I will admit that because I've been really busy, I am probably like, I don't know, five to ten percent through the game. I mean, I sat down and played a couple of sessions when it first came out, and then I had to just kind of put it down since then. But uh, what would you say to the criticism that it is too repetitive in places? I I can see where people are coming from with that and in a lesser game I would agree but almost everything even if it's repetitive like for example like one of the the crimes um you know that you you will have to have to sort of stop during the game in in one of the sort of side missions or the like random events is the same kind of thing you hear over the police scanner oh there's a there's a car that's been stolen or you've got to chase it down, which means you've got to swing through the city and get close enough to the, the car right. to to stop it. And yeah, in and of itself, and like I say, in a lesser game or a game where you're not Spider-Man, that's going to get boring quite quickly. But when I was sort of going around and doing the final few bits, like unlocking stuff, even though I'd done all the random crimes, I still found myself doing extra random crimes when they came up, especially the car chasing ones, because it's just so much fun. Yeah, I, I think that the movement around the city is pretty amazing. I really like, and, and they do a good job of adding progressively new moves and things you can do. Where you know, because it it does take a little bit of time to learn how to be good at swinging, swinging your way through the city, and then running up walls and stuff like that. So once you get that down, then you start getting some other, you know, some other moves and that sort of thing. Yeah, and the the first sort of the opening mission, um, in, in one, the game sort of throws you straight into your Spider-Man. Get on with it. Um, but the first time you're fighting the bad guys, um, in, in in sort of the first mission, 
Like, that is really hard yeah. because I don't think they've done that deliberately to, like, make you realize, you know what, this is not going to be an easy game. Like, you are going to have to try. You're going to have fun, but it's going to be hard. I mean, I must have died maybe five or ten times in that first mission, whereas yeah. by the end of the game, you know, I, at some points, like, I'm barely touching the floor because I'm, like, pulling guys off the floor and kicking them off the edges and using all the different weapons or, you know, all the different gadgets you can get and, you know, I'm using a combination of everything. Um, but, but it felt like a decent progression. Like, they weren't just going, oh, you've reached this part in the game, so we'll give you this skill. Like, it, you know, it, it kind of felt a bit more sort of natural that the better you got at the game, you'd get more skills and more moves and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, when I, I was kind of sad when I finished it, to be honest. Yeah, there's a bunch of more to do, though, aren't there? I mean, are you? Don't you feel like there's more side missions and there's all the the backpacks and all that kind of stuff that you can do? Oh no, no, I did all that. As oh, well. you did that too. All right. Well, you're gonna have to wait yeah, for. I the, did everything. <laughs> the DLC is in October, I think, for the first bit. Right? Wow. Or is that right? Uh, yeah, it's October for the first DLC. What I'm hoping, and Insomniac have said that there's a new game plus coming right, as an update. Right. So you'll be able to start a new game, but you can keep all of your, you know, presumably all your skills and moves and stuff like that, and you can up the difficulty. Um, hopefully, if that comes out before October, I might do that um, because I, as much as I really enjoyed it, I felt like I got so distracted with side missions and collecting things that I didn't really flow all the way through the story. Right. Um, you know, so I think my next playthrough, I will probably just do the main missions. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I can really get a feel for the story because the, the just the the story and the voice acting is is really really good in this game. Yeah, they've done a really great job with that. Are you are you watching the trailers and things that are coming out for Red Dead? Are you trying to be spoiler free with that stuff? Because I've I've generally stayed away from them, but I I mean obviously I've I've heard the buzz that there are a lot of people that consider that game as maybe going to be game of the year too. I, yeah, I think that I have been avoiding them now. I sort of watched watched the you know the original trailer, which was like two years ago right. at this point. But I mean, like, there's been a bunch of stuff that's come out in the last few weeks. I think. Yeah, I haven't been watching any of that. One, um, as I said to you before we started recording, I've actually been missing quite a lot of stuff because I'm not on Twitter. Um, <laughs> right, I told you. you know, about, I, I told you about the bundle. Right, exactly. I had no idea there was a bundle coming. Um, which actually what that means is I need to just adjust my RSS feeds that are coming into Mastodon. You, yeah, um, you do. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been trying to, you know, because I, I do see the videos pop up when I go on YouTube and stuff like that. And yeah, at this point, I've tried to avoid it because I've already pre-ordered it. I'm going to play this game. And the, the game of the year, guess, I mean, yeah, very, very likely. I think it's going to be between, it's going to be between Red Dead, God of War, and Spider-Man, like I think it's going to be one of those three. Yeah, that seems like a pretty safe call. I, I would think it would be one of those as well. And I'm I'm looking forward to Red Dead. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it's it's a game that the original one I've played, but not I played it years after it came out and only played part of it. So I'm not like super invested in it. But I I think it looks like it's going to be a really interesting game, really detailed and a lot of things to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. As I say, I've already pre-ordered it, so I've kind of committed myself at this point. Um, watching the videos is only going to spoil it for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that at this point because we're only like I don't know whatever it is a few weeks away at this point. What 
I'm going to switch all the way over to iOS and ask you, I've heard that you are becoming an automation superhero. What are you? Wow, that is an outrageous <laughs> accusation. <laughs> I hear that you, in fact, may be uh, a shortcuts guru, and I'm wondering what you're. Oh. I'm wondering what you're doing with shortcuts. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm just Vatici and all over the place. <laughs> you <right>? are. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, let's, let's not pretend like it's anything crazy. Um, but yeah, I've actually am using a few shortcuts, um, both assigning them to Siri as well as like using them from the the widget uh-huh um you know the the two that jump out at me are like the the, the chapter navigation for overcast oh, that's, which, yeah, that's you, nice. which isn't on the now playing thing which is quite useful because you know sometimes i go oh i don't know if i want to listen to this chapter but i'll start it and then i'll think no do you know what i don't want to listen to that so i'll skip to the next chapter so having the buttons there on the widget is pretty nice um I also set up my own workflow from, oh, I guess, shortcut from scratch, where it turns on all my alarms uh, for the next day for work. Well, that's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, and then, and then the same one for turning them all off again. Uh, which you know, it's it's not the it's not a difficult shortcut, but you know, it, it it makes my life a lot easier. Yeah, whether they're whether they're complicated or not, I mean, if they make your life easier, that's the whole point of it, right? I mean, that and that to me is like, it's probably a very unpopular opinion. But I think that shortcuts is so much better than Apple Script or Automation Automator on the Mac, because I've been messing around with Automator to create quick actions in Mojave, and the problem with Automator is you very quickly find yourself needing to resort to a script, you know, embedding some sort of Python or whatever script inside an Automator action in order to create a workflow that you can use somewhere else, and the thing with the thing with shortcuts is is that you can do that too, but there's so much you can accomplish in shortcuts without having to be someone who understands something like Python. I mean, there's just a lot of little things you can do that are that are super useful, and and I'm really hoping that we see that at some point come to the Mac too. Oh, yeah. If this was on the Mac, I mean, you know, I'm a developer by, you know, as my day job, and I don't want to use Automator. You know, there's just, just not something I really want to get into. Not... It works, but as you say, once you start getting into it and it's like, oh, well, now I've got to write a script for this or do this right. thing. And it's like, well, to be honest, if I'm going to write a script, I will just write a script. I don't well, need to th- right. at that point, that right. So that's the thing is that at that point, why are you even an automator? Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, shortcuts on the Mac would be amazing. That would, or, you know, I could, the one I'm imagining in my head would be very useful. Um, but I think my favorite and you know, probably least useful shortcut is uh, is the one I think Federico tweeted it, um, and it's it's to trigger the Apple TV to sort of quote unquote turn it on. Oh, and then if you've got HDMI CEC, it will then turn your TV on. That is really super cool. And I have a tweet that I should find for you that has there is people have figured out all the codes for all this stuff to do all the all the. Um, whatever the, you know, you use the IP address of the Apple TV. And so you can mm-hmm. do all the functionality of the Apple TV within shortcuts. It's really, it's really neat. This is one of those things. It's like, I have a million things stacked up that have, I've seen come across my, my desktop while, while I've been busy and I haven't had a chance to try. But one of the ones that are, that's at the top of my list is making my TV and my Apple TV work together using, using shortcuts. 
Yeah, that's that's definitely a lot of fun. Um, you know, but but yeah, and shortcuts in general. Um, you know, I'm I'm pretty happy with the ones I've got. As I say, it's only a few, and you know, I've grabbed some of the ones that people have had around for ages, like joining screenshots and deleting screenshots, that kind of thing, which is just you know just nice to kind of clean up or make nice screenshots to to post and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to sort of keep an eye on it and just keep picking up little shortcuts here and there because, you know, as you know, I don't, I don't work on iOS per se, so I don't, I don't need stuff that helps me with my day job or anything like that. But anything that can kind of just make my life a little bit easier with these little things that I need to do is 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 great by me. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree, and it's it's something that I really I I feel like we're at a point where iOS and macOS are going to start converging. I think the whole phase one of sneak peek and marzipan and all that is an indication that these platforms are going to start coming together. And I don't think that iOS is going to take over the Mac or that the crappy four apps that we got (laughs) in this initial release of Mojave are any indication of what's to come. What I think is going to happen is that there's going to be something that's going to meet in the middle. And I'm hoping that part of that is a new system of, of automation that, is based around something like shortcuts. That that would be very nice, but uh, I guess you know. I guess we'll have to wait another twelve months, and you'll be telling me how tired you are again because you've been working. Really I know. Hard. I got to figure out a way to make <laughs> September easier on me. I think as a result, it's always going to be. It's always going to be. September is always going to be rough. But I I think I've got some ideas about ways to uh, make it a little easier. This year was a little different. I did a lot more traveling this year, so that that kind of complicated things. But hopefully next year I'll just. You know, sit in my my hermit hole and and write all summer as I tend to do. Perfect. Well, uh, should we uh, should we wrap it up for this week? Then? Yeah, that sounds like a good place to stop. Cool. Well, uh, show notes will be at roommatepodcast.com slash. Oh, I've done it again, and I don't know what number we're on. They will be at seventy two. Oh, nice. Um, and we'll you know we'll have links to your review and all the stuff we've talked about. Uh, so that's great. Find you, John, on Twitter at John Voorhees. Uh, I'm still over on Mastodon, toot.rodeo slash RMNOSUK. Uh, yeah, and we'll be back in a couple of weeks, I guess. All right, talk to you later, Rob.